0: I'm wrestling,
1: do not weep for me.
0: Celebrate what I am. Celebrate what I have been. Celebrate what I represent. And celebrate the many ways I have impacted your life. I will survive this test as I have survived others. I am forever etched into the very fiber of all mankind. The world needs me. Time is on my side. History guarantees me. I am wrestling.
1: Do not wait for me. What's up everybody? This is episode 13 of the T-Row and Funky Show brought to you as always by Defense Soap. Defend what you have built and also All Force Nutrition. We had an All Force athlete, David Taylor, on last week, but tonight we're lonely. It's just Tommy and I, so you got to deal with us. Tommy, 77%, can you freaking believe it?
0: I, yeah, I heard that's the low end, that Bernie Sanders wants to tax on income $10 million and above. And although people say, you know, how could you be that, that sorry for someone who's making more than $10 million, I'm sorry for the people that that guy would employ because he's going to stop building his business or move away. Yeah. I can tell you that.
1: So – Donald Trump kicks some butt in the New Hampshire primaries, and freaking they're feeling the burn. You're feeling Rick the Bernie burn up Sanders there. Whooped they're up on Hillary. Them. Not that that's much of a feat, but that's what happened. So let's get into some wrestling.
0: Got it. Penn State. Well, o- we got to talk about the Denver Broncos. I'm a oh
1: god,
0: lifelong, die hard Denver Bronco fan. It has nothing to do with people <laughs> saying that it looked like Peyton Manning. Tommy,
1: I was thinking about how sad this is that. That your own home state is so freaking bad at football that you have to be a fan of the Broncos.
0: That's not the, that's not the reason I'm a fan of the Broncos. But, <laughs> yeah, I do. You know, here's the thing is that the Browns are so, you know, troubled. Not troubled. And the Bengals. I have so many great friends that are Browns fans that I have become a Browns fan. I really want to see that city win. I don't know what that would happen to that city if they won the Super Bowl, by the
1: my way. God. It would be oh my God.
0: unbelievable.
1: Be, I think they would probably be a, a riot situation, You know, turning over cars, burning stuff, because that's just how Cleveland works. That's
0: how they roll, man. The river caught on fire in the 50s. So oh, my God. Anytime water can catch on fire, you know the city's capable of anything. So
1: Anything. All right, Peyton won. You're happy.
0: I am happy.
1: Good to go. Now let's talk about your other team. Because I actually got to watch, you know, in its entirety, I was in Vegas for the MMA Awards, and my wife was, was doing doing her hair up and whatnot, so I got to sit down in peace and quiet and watch this dual meet, um, all the way up to 197, which 97 and heavyweight were not competitive matches, but I had fun, and I, I believe you got to sit down and watch it too, so yep. um, what's your take on it? Give, give me your take first.
0: Overall, Penn State's the better team. Um, that was clear you know, as the dual meet unfolded, Uh, but I do believe that enough happened in that match for a Buckeye fan to have hope that they, they have, they're in striking distance to do, to, to repeat. Uh, They would, they would need to step up tremendously, but I think they, it's, it's within their reach. In my opinion, it's conceivable to think that they could put it together.
1: Sure, sure, sure. Um, Yeah, a lot of competitive matches. Uh, You know, one thing that that really stuck out with me, and, you know, when I think back at it, because I don't even have any notes listed, I'm just going to go off memory. Um, One of the biggest things I took, Tommy, was I thought Bo Jordan needed to step up for his team. And I actually, on the show, I predicted him as a major. Um, And he wrestled at a slow pace, and, you know, I don't know why. Maybe he's cutting a lot of weight. But when you're the leader, and the way I see it, it, you know, he seems to be the leader of that Ohio State Buckeyes team. you know, you got to go out there and put a stamp on somebody. I mean, you got to go out there and show your team that you're here, you're ready to compete, you're ready to kick someone's butt, and you're ready to get bonus points. And, you know, that's what Penn State's leaders did, who, you know, I would I would say is Nelf and uh, – and Nelf. Nelf and Rutherford. Nelf. Nelf. That's almost as bad as Jaden. <laughs> uh, actually, Jaden is a proper pronunciation. Oh, my right? God. <laughs> uh so, you know, for Penn State Penn State's leaders, Nolf and Rutherford went out there and freaking hammer smash some people. Yeah. then um, I felt like a good response from Bo would have been Bo to go out there and hammer smash someone, but he wrestled just such a conservative match. Um you know, what what's going on there? Is is, uh, I, is I, don't the I don't know I what Bo, is it?
0: I don't know. I don't think Bo would disagree with your assessment. I mean I think you know, I wouldn't say that he was impressed with himself in that match. Um I think he might be cutting a little weight. I think he might have had a little bit of a tough cut. And I also think that Morelli kid is, like, one of those guys that, you know, he he's probably not going to be down there in the quarterfinals of the Nationals, but he's just a stingy college Big Ten guy that, you know, knows his job in dual meets like that. Um, but I was still surprised that it was that close. I, yeah. I was. I thought, I thought. you know, Bo Jordan, if anybody knows how to put up bonus points, um In in matches at Ohio State, it's both. So, I would say he would have the same opinion you had and uh, wanted wanted to put more points on the board. But the guy didn't do a whole lot either. Yeah, of course not. So,
1: but that was that guy. Like you said, that was that guy's job was not to do a whole lot
0: there. That was his job exactly.
1: You know, no one expected him to win. You don't got you don't got to be the hero. Just don't go get your ass kicked.
0: Yeah, I I thought um, Tomasello and and Megaludis was a great match. Yeah, Um,
1: agreed. Um, but then, so then, I guess we'll let's go right to thirty three. You know, there wasn't much happening in, in that match. So we'll talk about Thirty three. I was I was blown away, and I I made about four tweets about this. Um, just these, this the ridiculous misapplication of rules, or you know, when you have a ref that understands what's going on. I mean, I thought hey, I, I should have started counting backs. I, mean, I
0: can't. I can't even follow it. I don't even know. I, I, after watching what they called, I did. I couldn't even follow the logic. I, I need to read up on the new rules.
1: Well, you know, it's obviously when you drop down to a leg, you you got the five count, which, um, you know, which I, I don't actually think should be black and white. Drop down to leg is five count because there are certain situations, and you get in a scramble, like
0: the one that he was in. Well,
1: but he, <laughs> you know, I mean, that's even that's even too far down because he. He actually used it to put the guy on his back, um, yeah. or, or damn near his back. We, yeah. From my angle, it looked like I, he, the ref could have started counting, but there's other situations where the guy just gets stuck underneath, and literally it's like, let the guy go behind you, or get a stall warning. Right. You know, it's a stupid, stupid rule. So you know, there was way too much dropping down on the leg, so I guess the positive to this rule is that they're cracking down on that, which is a good thing, but the ref's still got to be smart enough to apply it properly.
0: Right, um, right,
1: and this was a huge misapplication. So, for those of you guys who didn't watch, um, Johnny and Julius ended up in essentially what's a crackdown position, right? Uh, a high crotch crackdown position. He then somehow roped um, Conway's arm in, so he has the arm and the leg trapped on the same side. Rolls him over to you know, like I said, from my angle, it really kind of looked like back points. And the ref was going one, two, three, four, five, and not back points, but one, two, three, four, five for stalling. Stops him, gives a stall warning, and that's a huge turning point in the match.
0: Right. Uh, well, I mean, when Johnny was up four to nothing or four to one, whatever it was, I I did I did think for maybe I don't know thirty seconds, Ben. I did think, oh my gosh, we're gonna we're gonna win this duel, mate.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, Johnny came out hot. Now the uh, now the other part of that obviously the ref blew it there, and that made that made the match different. But Johnny ran out of gas in about two and a half minutes, so I don't know if this is another. Cutting weight situation. I don't know if he's sick. I don't know what his deal. Is, I don't know but- what it
0: was, but you can't, you can't, you can't wrestle three minutes in a seven minute yeah. match. And expect to be good guys, and and so yeah, the the call was like hard to understand and what have you. But when you watch the remainder of the match, it's hard to say that was the the difference. It, it certainly impacted some things, but you know, had Johnny had the juice and fought tooth and nail. And lost by one, and you could you then you could argue more that that call really changed the complexion yeah, yeah, yeah. match.
1: So, well, I mean, with how, they, how fast they count near the fall now, I mean, hell, he could have got four points. Yes, Then he could have really stalled his butt off.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: so okay, so forty-one. Uh, Mike. Uh, Micah Jordan also doesn't get the offense going, but man, that his hips are freaking strong. Yeah, oh. you know, I I thought
0: for a freshman. Hear me out on this. I thought Mick Jordan wrestled um maybe okay at best compared to what his potential is, but I was really impressed with the win. Yeah. Because we all know that you can't put together you can't wrestle your best all the time. And to see a freshman in a hostile environment with a returning all American get ridden out in the second period, which is wrong. He shouldn't you know, Mick's yeah. gotta he's gotta fix that. But to really bear down, get gritty, and win an ugly match against a guy, a guy of the caliber of Gulabon, to me, in a in a sick and twisted way, I was very impressed with that win.
1: Yeah, definitely. I, you know, and I was actually, if you want to think of that concept, I, I was impressed too because I was thinking the same thing you were thinking. Like, shit, he just got ridden out the second period. This dude's in trouble. Right. I mean, that, that's what I was thinking, and that's probably what you were thinking also. Um because usually when you get written out the whole period, the, 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 your future's not looking too bright. No. Um, but yeah, he gritted he gritted that one out for sure. Uh, and then you go into Rutherford and Nolf, which is like I said, they freaking hammer smashed some people. Yeah, they, uh, they both look great. Amazing. I mean, wow. Right. So uh, yeah. So and, and then Bo gets the win. Miles Martin versus Nickel. Uh, I think we were texting during this match. Oh yeah. Best yeah. match of the duel. But yes, uh, it was. Bo gets it done. I guess. He
0: did, and and he he actually been you know got to got to give Bo Nickel credit. He got it done in an area that we, I wouldn't say that we criticized, but that we definitely questioned if he had or not.
1: Like
0: that. And you know he just does he have a go to shot? Can he go get points when he really truly has to late in a match when a guy has a lead and and he did that you know and so I was very I was impressed with the way that he won kind of probably impressed with the same way that Mick Jordan won. You know,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Th- things aren't going your way, could have wrestled better, but it was nice how he pulled it out. So I was impressed with that. And then on the flip side, I'm also happy to, to know that Miles Martin is in a Buckeye singlet as a Buckeye fan because even though he lost his mind <laughs> in the third period and, and didn't wrestle the way that uh, you should when you turn a guy and you're, you have a lead, Knowing that he's an 18 year old kid, I mean, I could see him upending that and t- changing the, and turning the tide. And that's the number one guy. So great match, both guys. I thought they both wrestled well, hard. It was a good, good action packed match. I like it. I liked it.
1: Yeah. I mean, um, I feel the same way you did. And actually, one, one thing that no one ever talks about, uh, but I think winning's a skill. I mean, yep. I really think that. And, and, and Nichols got that in the bag. I mean, you know, like you talk about that, the match wasn't going his way for the majority of it, uh, and he wrestled his ass off, and he found a way to get it done, and that's that's huge um, because you are going to be in those matches.
0: It was almost like uh, I don't know if it was Darwin or whoever, some famous scientist guy talked about fight or flight with uh, yeah. you know, and to me, he got turned. He gets out. The guy doesn't shoot a whole lot. He's straight legged in his stance. And he gets out, and he and and like he intuitively knows there's a minute and forty five to go. I gave up back points, and he shot within three seconds. And to me, it was kind of like a fight or flight thing. Like he realized, oh man, backs against the wall, got to go. Yep. And I I liked that. I, I I really haven't seen that out of him. I've I've seen him like kind of like uh, con people into wrestling him in positions. <laughs> that he, you know what I mean? Conning him
1: Ed, That's a good. And way I've way never seen That's him
0: funny. say you gotta, "you gotta go, backs against the wall."
1: So I was yeah. impressed with that. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Um, okay, then, yeah, I mean, from there, there on, we don't need to talk about it, right? We can, we can call it a day.
0: Yeah, I think we're good there. Although <laughs> Kyle, Kyle Snyder, <laughs> Kyle Snyder looked good, but yeah, those yeah. Are eighty-four, ninety-seven heavyweight was tough, man. It was yeah.
1: Tough. So, um,
0: we didn't get to Megalutis and Tomasello.
1: Well, uh, we t- I thought you talked about that. And you said Thomas All one good to go. That's it. Yeah,
0: it's a good match though. I thought they both wrestled well. It was, looked like a national finals type match.
1: Yeah, and that and that way, Scott Four obviously those two, um, Joey Dance and Thomas Gilman are top four. And I got this down in the notes: is you know Meg Lutis, It's sure looking like he ain't going to win a title. I mean, he could be one of, one of the better guys ever to not win a title, right? I mean, he's been what in the finals twice, third once. Is We're, that
0: what it uh, is? Had the second, s- third, second, or second, second, third. I believe or, it
1: was second, second, third. Um, yeah,
0: no, he's 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 high on that list. Um, I mean,
1: how many other guys finished that high? I would like to know. You know, I don't have this, but you know, like if you add up two, two, three, and then whatever his last number is, what's the lowest number someone has without ever winning a title?
0: Without ever winning a without title.
1: Without ever winning a title. I mean, because I know you got like Dwayne Goldman, who is two, 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 one. Um, then you, you, got,
0: you got you got you got what you know the two guys I like the most is uh, Eric that? Larkin and Sinchero Abe. Do you know what they did? That's
1: four three two one.
0: Yeah, that's pretty cool, right? Yeah, that's, that's Do you know cool. any other four three two one?
1: I think I believe those are the only two. You know what? Actually, while we're talking about wrestling records, you want to hear something freaking crazy, Tommy? What's up? So the guy that runs WR Wrestling dot com, Tom, was uh, he sent me a message and he he asked me a winning streak because um, I think. Deringer's at about seventy or something like that in wings. He said, "Do you know what the top ten are?" And I said, "Well, I think I'm in the top ten because I, I I remember seeing the list now." But I said, "Let me start asking around." Dale
0: Sanderson's at 159 and still counting. Yeah,
1: right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I think I don't think he can get any more. He's done. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no one has those stats. I mean, so I got I ended up asking Jason Bryant, and and I can't find him anywhere on Google. And Jason Bryant's like the guy you go to when you need to know something like that. Right, but. They, he says they don't exist, and to me, that's mind-boggling for uh, a sport as old and as tradition as wrestling. That you don't have a most pins list, you don't have a, a most amount of wins. Yeah, in, it would be know. cool. It like, would
0: be cool to know that. I mean, most takedowns stuff. in
1: a season. You know, I mean, there's there's probably ten or so um, significant stats that you could have, and they, they don't exist. Like, how no, freaking no, I insane agree. is that?
0: No, that's crazy. It's weird that we don't have that
1: bizarre. I mean, it really is bizarre. So, I really hope Jason Bryant can, uh, can find a few, I know he's a busy guy, but I, I really hope he can find a few extra days, uh, you know, maybe after the season where he can start putting those lists together because uh, you know, the longer down the road you get, the harder it is to compile those lists, obviously because the guys who are around in the beginning start getting really old and maybe passing away, right? Right. So, right. Um, yeah, so uh, anyone who got knowledge, text us, tweet us, Email us, uh, and I'm going to hook you up with Jason Bryant because I, I would be curious to see top ten wins. And he, Jason, had a decent list. Um, but then the other trick on there is like, uh, is it a winning streak or is it a undefeated streak? Right? Because those aren't the same thing. Um, and right. then so so John Pat Smith has a 98 match undefeated streak, and John Smith has a 90 match undefeated streak. But when Jason Bryant started looking into that. There were ties in there, so they they aren't win streaks, right? Because there's a tie in there somewhere, breaking it up. Yeah, it's um, an unbeaten streak. It's an unbeaten streak. So, uh, so I said you got to put an unbeaten streak, and you got to put, uh, you know, also uh, a win winning streak because they're different things. So, um, yeah. So I would love to see. I mean, as I love wrestling, and I, I, I when I started googling it, I could not believe that I couldn't freaking find it anywhere.
0: That uh, that would be good. Winning streaks, most wins. Uh, and I think
1: winning percentage. I think pins.
0: Pins, takedowns,
1: career and career and season. Um, right. I think a near fall category. You know, most amount of oh, near yeah. fall points in a season would be a cool category. Um, you know, so I think you could have a handful. Um, you might be a stall rider if you have the most ride time points ever. No. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Your ride. To, if you have more riding time points than near fall. You might be a stall rider.
1: What do you think, though, if they had the the most ride time points ever scored in the history? We, did, couldn't you, in the old days, couldn't you score more than one ride time point per match?
0: I, I don't know. I think
1: it was like one per minute. Like, wait, you know, I'm, talk, I'm talking like 60s.
0: Way back. Horse hair match?
1: Yeah. I think it was like, if you rode them two minutes, you got two points. Three minutes, three points. You know, I
0: bet I, that was fun to watch.
1: I think that's what it was. <laughs> well we on ride time points, Tommy, you know what? I want to say some controversial. I don't really mind the ride time point. I think it's kind of fun. I
0: think that's lame, Ben. Ooh, we finally found something like, that we truly disagree on. I
1: love it. Like when you when you watch the Penn State match, which the way they produced that, that match at Bryce Jordan, it's freaking awesome. I mean, they it did incredible, outstanding. Um, but you could hear when when either the you know when the ride time went up over a minute or when the Penn State guy brought it down back under a minute. You could hear the crowd clapping, and they appreciated it. And yeah, but how
0: much more would they clap if, if if we demanded the same level of intensity on the t- in the top position that we do in the neutral position?
1: Well, actually, you know, Penn State guys they attack pretty hard in the top. Position.
0: Yeah, that's a bad match to <laughs> use as an example because yeah, they. But
1: yeah, yeah, I agree. Well, you know what? With with the new stalling rules, which I was kind of criticizing earlier, I'm, I was more criticizing the application of them than the actual rule. Um, but with the new stall rules, it definitely makes it a lot harder to stall ride. Which I, I'm excited, about. I think we're seeing less stall riding this year than than almost any other year in recent history.
0: I, I will agree with that. I got to give some credit out to the establishment. I think I, I do think I've seen less stall riding this year. But you really find it out at the NCAA tournament, yeah, you know, in those later rounds where you see people implementing it as an intentional strategy. It's like, yeah. are you kidding me? I just just spent you know. Plane, plane ticket, you know, hotel and all this stuff, and I'm watching these guys, you know, lay all over people. It's tough. So well,
1: hopefully, uh, hopefully uh, the refs won't get scared when when seven thousand rabid fans are in Madison Square Garden yelling down their neck about stalling. You know, that's right. Hopefully they'll make the right calls. That's right. All right, let's go on to uh, Cornell, Oklahoma State. Uh, I was able to actually watch uh, a good portion of this match today. It was on ESPN three. Um. And the, the outcome, the team outcome, is not shocking by any means, but there were a couple interesting results in there. Oh uh, yeah, namely oh, yeah. Dylan Palacio beating Joe Smith and Nolan Boyd beating Gabe Dean. So, uh, what do you got? What do you think about those matches?
0: Well, Boyd beating Dean is much more of a shock to me than Palacio or Palacio yeah. beating uh, JoJo. So.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. Get, just I'll get, I'll get.
0: I didn't get to watch it though, so it's you know I guess okay. you lead off and then yeah. I can kind of.
1: <laughs> um, you know what? Actually, I was thinking about Boyd. Uh, the the other day, Willie Micklus from Missouri lost to to Nolan Boyd also, and I remember I I think I, I made this comment to someone like Willie Miklas never loses to bums, like he doesn't have off nights, you know, like so, uh-huh. you know some guys are really up and down, right? Right, oh yeah. Willie's a guy who doesn't usually lose to guys he's not supposed to. So I was kind of thrown off by it. I'm like, Willie doesn't lose to bums. What the hell? Uh, You know, he must have been sick, or I I don't know what I said. Um, And then so now I'm not wrong. He doesn't lose to bums because Nolan Boyd isn't a bum. There you Uh, go.
0: 14 (laughs) to 9. So tell me about the the match.
1: Well, I mean, he just wrestled his ass off, Uh, worked hard. Uh, I mean, the most surprising part to me was he scored six points out of a tilt type situations, which. I mean, they, they weren't overly technical tilt. I, I Honestly, I think he just gassed Dean out. I mean, I think that's what it wow. comes down to. He just, he wrestled really, really hard. And, um, you know, what? I was actually impressed by Dean's scrambling skills. Usually he uses a little more basic defense. But uh-huh. uh, a few of the times that Boyd got in deep, Dean really scrambled his butt off, and he was able to get the first two takedowns on his scrambles. But, like I said, I think I think he spent his uh, – I don't want to say – can I say It's a real – he blew his butt he blew his yeah. wad, you know? I mean and that was actually one of my strategies in college and coach Coach Horton who now coaches the Air Force, he would be like, especially in my early years when I wasn't as good as my later years, he'd be like, Go get this guy in a scramble for for the first ninety seconds, right? <laughs> and so because when the guy's in the scramble he doesn't realize like, Oh shit, I'm working really hard. Oh yeah. And then all he's scramble for ninety seconds and, and then goes out of sudden, bounds he, and it like hits. Yeah, you. It's like, Ooh. yeah and then it hits him and He's like I've never oh, been there. So tired. So uh <laughs> Yeah, so that was kind of like one of my strategies, and that's kind of like what it looked like to Gabe Dinas. Is he was just working hard, working hard, working hard, and then all of a sudden he was gashed after two and a half minutes or so.
0: Crazy, and then Palacio, eight to four over JoJo.
1: Yeah, and uh, I mean honestly, he made it look kind of easy. Um,
0: I'm I'm still know. high on JoJo. But yeah, I, of course. To match,
1: and you know one of our criticisms JoJo is he makes stupid mistakes, and he didn't really make. Stupid mistakes? Just Palacio beat. just beat him. And so, you know, I don't know I don't know what happened to Palacio and I don't maybe I don't want to start asking questions, but he did that withdraw first semester. Um, do you remember that? Oh yeah. He withdrew so I don't know if, what the gimmick there is. I don't know if he like was gonna fail too many classes or I have no I don't have no idea what the trick there was some trick there though. But um you know, now he comes back and uh he was good at sixty five, and I heard he was under. You know, I heard he was undersized last year because he couldn't beat Real Buddha, who was at fifty seven. Uh-huh. So maybe now this is is the real weight that he should be at. And I mean, Jojo wrestled Imar, Andy wrestled Nolf Tough, so I think he. Oh yeah. You know, until proven otherwise, we gotta throw Plasti in that uh, in that discussion.
0: And uh, free Ian Miller. Can't forget about him.
1: Oh, hi, old oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he so so
0: what's up with this uh, Cornell? And Rob Cole is a very progressive coach. What's up with the forfeit at twenty-five?
1: Listen, I don't have I don't have an issue with forfeits. A lot of people Why is do. that? Because shit happens.
0: Well, well, the only thing that I will say about forfeiting at twenty-five is it's possible that you literally don't have anybody.
1: Well, the, the other thing I think because if a
0: guy gets hurt, you yeah. can't bump a guy down.
1: Well, well, the other thing I think people forget neglect to to remember, um, you know, Piles goes off on this about forfeits all the time.
0: Oh, I'm, I'm with I'm with whoever. I think forfeits are bad.
1: Well, I mean, I, I would agree. That they're I think they bad, should be. With,
0: I think they should be worth seven. Oh, points.
1: give me a freaking break!
0: I'm telling you, man, it's it's just it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to like, not throw somebody out there. But
1: who wants to give up six points? Like that's not you know that's bad too. Six. Yeah, or but sometimes.
0: But 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 Ben Ben, you know this as well as I do that sometimes it's better to give up a forfeit than a pin because you know that the moment the momentum won't.
1: Oh, come
0: on. Hey, that's that's accurate.
1: When that happened?
0: I, I think it's happened before. <laughs> I think it's happened. Ah. All right, wait. Let,
1: let me give you my spiel and why, why I think this. Okay, so let, I think a lot of programs, I mean, some programs are capped. Like Northwestern has a notorious low. I think it's like 26 capped at, right, or something like that. Uh-huh. But I'll even go with a program like Missouri, right? they got about 40 guys on the team. Right. Okay. Well, the the mistake, and that's that's a very large team for a college situation. But the mistake a lot of people make is they think, you know, of the five grades: so redshirt freshman, sophomore, junior, senior. They think people should be evenly spaced among those. So you're looking at eight per class, right? But the thing with wrestling is, it's not a (laughs) college is not a participant sport, right? My my class when I went in 2002 started at 15, and three made it through. Because right. the thing with a wrestling room, like, is, look, if you're like a, a junior and you suck at football, the coach is like, "Go stand on the sideline. We'll give you your letter Jack. You can tell all the girls you're a football player. It's cool. You know, whatever. Right, right. We'll honor your scholarship. You know, who knows? We'll put you out there on senior day. It's all good. A wrestling team. If you're like a junior and you and the guy in front of you is a sophomore and he's beating your ass, you get it's- beat up every day in the room.
0: It's tough, man. Every day. It is
1: not a pleasurable experience. So, I mean, I, I have a certain amount of respect for those kids who, you know, can make it through all five years without being a superstar uh, because it's tough. You get beat up every day. I mean, there's nothing fun about that.
0: I got beef with forfeits. I understand what you're saying, but but you can field it at the Division One level especially. I get it with some other situations, but at the Division One level, even if you're an underfunded Division One team, you should be able to field – but then what
1: about, okay, what about, and I'm so I'm not saying like every team should go forfeit, because I'll agree with you, it's bad. But then, I mean, every fall, right, it happens. Um, I'm sure it's happening. Missouri is like, you get into the season, you get into November, December, um, all of a sudden there's a bunch of injuries, there's a bunch of skin issues, there's great issues, um, you know, and it ha- and all of a sudden it happens that you got four guys that await, two of them are redshirting, and, uh, and one's hurt. And uh, and the other ones have great issues, right? I mean, it just ha- it happens.
0: Well, yeah, it, it does happen, but you should if you should be penalized for it. That's you, why you I give it you
1: should,
0: up six. You should be giving That's up a seven. penalty. That's, you should give up seven.
1: A, why a pin is harder to get than a forfeit? I think that we should
0: penalize people who can't field a squad oh at the division I level. You That's know, just uh, you no. Know, you know?
1: Well, you know, from the economic approach of our of our, of our show. Um, I mean, really, it's an administration issue, because if the administrations actually cared about wrestling programs, they would have more issues with programs forfeiting, and then coaches would be gone if they repeatedly forfeited, you know, because they're not putting the full team out there. But, uh, I mean, for it to be seven every single time, like, that, that's ridiculous. It's just I, I, one
0: I, more team point.
1: Listen, you're like Bernie Sanders, just trying, well, you, well, trying to give people things. Like, <laughs> no, I mean, not. you're just giving hey, them seven you know points. You're, not you're like Bernie. You can't call me Bernie. You're feeling the burn right now. I'm not feeling the burn. You're feeling generous. You're just giving the team an extra point for no good reason.
0: The the, the reason is is that you didn't field the guy.
1: The reason is that you showed
0: up? Well, the thing is is that if if you make it worth seven, then, then here's the deal. You would never um, – Forfeit to keep the momentum from. No,
1: that's insane. I am telling you, of all the forfeits, if you totaled up all the forfeits in the entire Division One college season, it would be less than three percent that didn't want the momentum swinging the other way. That just gave up six.
0: Well, if 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 Brian Smith.
1: Okay, I'll give you examples. Brian
0: Brian Smith can forfeit can forfeit uh, to, to Tyrone Woodley. For team points at the sudden scuffle, then <laughs> that same mindset exists in college wrestling. Well, Mi- Missouri 50, throws the heavyweight middle.
1: out there every time. That's a freshman, and uh, I mean he gets pinned almost every time.
0: It's good so, for wrestling. You got to put people out there. There's fans in the stands. We're trying to grow the sport. I mean, I, I, I,
1: I agree with your general thesis, but making it seven points—that's a, that's a Bernie move.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm offended by that. It's the first time you've ever you should, offended you, me. You
1: should be. <laughs> Um. All right, Bernie. Let's go on. All right, let's go. Uh, hey. So one thing I want you read. Rant, you ranted. We we get chances at rants. Um. Being in of, the being in the spotlight. That's what I want to rant about. You got to give
0: names because I see. Sure, you, I'll give. You know, we, we make notes on what we want to talk about, yeah. and it just says being in the spotlight. Yeah. Let me rant. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what you mean, but I'm, okay. I'm not. I'm not ready
1: to. So you know, I'll, I'll give you. So it's um. So, Johnny Hendricks was one. I mean, the, the kid stage Northcutt in MMA was another one. Um, and then there's been a few in wrestling. But, you know, I, like Johnny Hendricks got beat up, and I said, ha, ha, ha. And everyone's like, why are you taking so much pride in his misery, you know? And, like, right. listen, as a fan, because, you know, I've, obviously I've had some success in these sports, but I get to be a fan too, right? Absolutely. That's, what, that's
0: what I love about this podcast is that I, we get to speak candidly like fans, yeah. which is fun.
1: Well, we are fans. Right, but so the, as a fan, there's people I like, and there's people I don't like, right? <laughs> and that's just how it is. And generally speaking, if a fan if a fan or fans were indifferent to the outcome of a contest, well they're not really fans and they're not going to show up and they're not going to tune in right so so it's actually good that I have you know it's good that I have. An opinion on the topic. I mean, and, you know, one of the things I thought about. Well, when I was thinking about Sage Northcutt. He, so Sage Northcutt's his 19 year old kid that he's like good looking and he's ripped and uh, Wonder Boy, right? No, no, that's Stephen Thompson. Okay, got um, it. So they gave they, they gave him way more money than he deserved, and they're giving this big push, and he and he got he got choked out in this just pathetic choke. I mean, just emba- Tommy embarrassing. Like I would never tap out to that in practice, let alone a real fight. Right. And everyone's giving it heat, and everyone's saying the kid's only 19. Listen, that's part of being in the spotlight. I mean, don't you think he enjoys being in the spotlight because he's getting paid well for it, right? Because he's yeah. probably getting some chicks because of it. He's getting his face on TV because of it. So there's a positive and negative. Like, when you're in the spotlight, you get some serious benefits to it. But obviously, the negative is a lot of heat's going to come your way when you mess it up. And, uh, and I'm going to go back to I was 16 years old, Tommy. And uh, I, I told the story a few I, I I love taunting people on the forums. Uh, because I, I, I got so much humor out of me, like. So you
0: did this when you were 16? Yeah, so I'd go on. Anonymously, or were you Ben Askren?
1: Ben Askren, well, initially, anonymously, because I didn't understand how they worked, you know, but then, within a week or two, as Ben Askren.
0: I love it. Um,
1: so I would go, I was a junior high school. There's gotta
0: be some awesome stories. Oh my god.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and this was before, like, you could really moderate forums. so it was like the wild west, like, people would just freaking (laughs) bust me out. But, uh. So, I mean, like, I would go all on time out there. be like, I'm the best. I'm going to kick everyone's butt. But And these people would just get so mad. And anyways, so junior year, I lose the number one kid in the country, Marcus Leveser, Um, And I'm getting heat, right?
0: From Minnesota.
1: From, yeah. yeah, from Minnesota. He was good. But I'm getting heat. And I didn't, I didn't really like it, but that's part of the gimmick, right? Right. Um, well, then two weeks later, I lost to this kid who was a bum. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, like, I really, in my whole college and high school career, I got one loss that is unexplainable, and this is it. (laughs) I'm like, dude, I'm like, this heat is going to be so hard. I just did not check any forums, or we didn't have social media back then, obviously. Uh But I didn't check any forums for like three weeks. I knew the heat was going to be so hard, but I knew that was part of it. Right. You know, I wanted some of the limelight, and there's a downfall to the limelight, too, right? So there's positives and negatives to being in the light, and, you know, fans are going to be brutal. And that's, I think, I think. I didn't totally. Yeah, get into you got
0: to be able to. You got to be able to take that heat. You got to yeah. bear that burden if you want to be in the spotlight. I agree with you. And I
1: think that's what a lot of this Cam. I didn't one hundred percent pay attention to the Cam Newton thing, but I think that's a little bit what this it's the Cam same Newton
0: thing. Is. You know, you know the thing is, is that I don't think Cam did anything that was classless or or wrong in in his conduct in the post game interview, but it's to the same point that you are making. He invited critics. He invited critics to, to his conduct that was not unbecoming. I mean, he, you know, what he was, Ben, is, is it'd be like, if you take an interview after you lose to so-and-so and you're mad, it's the, you know, NCAA finals or Olympic trials or Olympic games, and they're like, how'd you wrestle? And you just said, we lost. They played better. You know, just basically a very not colorful interview. And then he got up and walked out after, like, three minutes. And it's to the point that you're making. Hey, man, he's in the limelight. He's he got to bear the burden of, of taking heat if people don't like how he
1: acted. Yeah, and the other thing, I so maybe you can explain this to me about Cam Newton, but, you know, I was once the Packers are out, I don't give a crap. But, obviously, I see, see highlights on social media and, and headlines. So, like, they're getting mad at Cam Newton for dancing or something crap. And, listen, I don't get it because when I watch football – I thought you, like, dance after every play. Like, you do something halfway good and you get to dance about it. Like, yeah, well, I yeah. thought that was the point, right?
0: Yeah, you, you, you tackle a guy on a kickoff return and you tackle him at the 18 and it's like you won the Super Bowl. And you get so, to dance, yeah. right? Isn't, isn't <laughs> yeah. that what
1: it's all about? So What are they mad about him dancing for? I can't figure it out.
0: Well, I do think there's elements where he's unjustly criticized just for, <laughs> because he doesn't conduct himself like a square quarterback personality. Um, he, he kind of acts like a receiver or running back or you know or like a defensive end or, when he sacks a guy. But I think it's good. I think he's a he doesn't. So you're ta- telling me
1: you wait. You're telling me quarterbacks can't dance. Well, like everyone well, else can dance on the field, but quarterbacks I'm not can't. Tell-
0: <laughs> I'm not telling you that. But but I think that people have a problem with the fact that he doesn't conduct himself in the true, you know. Model of what a quarterback's supposed to so there's
1: a different code so I, I like i said i don't there's I'm a different
0: code it. of con- there's a different expectation of conduct what? i think there's, i'm not i'm quarterbacks are
1: good to dance more because they're like the star
0: yeah no i th- I like cam Newton. I really do, and I think he got unjustly criticized okay. with his post game conduct but but at the same time, hey if you're going to do things that are not status quo yeah you're going to hear it you want to hear,
1: hear you want to hear my all time troll job yeah, let me on, hear. on the forums, so, you know. So I, so I was going on these forums, taunting all these people, uh, and it is really so funny how, like, I'm like a 16, 17 year old kid, and these, these adults would just get so mad. Uh, <laughs> so, anyways, so like by my senior year, I'm just killing everyone, right? right. I'm having fun. I'm enjoying myself because I worked hard. I earned it. Murdering everyone, right?
0: Hmm.
1: And so there's this big tournament called the bi state. It's about it's a Christmas tournament. It's about 60 teams. And there was just a couple threads on the forums at this point about how I'm an a-hole because I'm not taking it seriously, and I'm just joking around all the time, and I'm having fun, blah, 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 and I'm such an a-hole, and I need to be more serious, right? Right. So before the finals of this this 60-team tournament, I, I went to Goodwill, <laughs> and I wanted to get a briefcase, but there was no briefcase, so I got this suitcase, right? I got a suitcase, a trench coat, a top hat, and glasses, um, like and uh
0: like a business trip.
1: Like a business trip, right? And I, with duct tape <laughs> on the side of the suitcase, I wrote, I mean business. There's oh my pictures of this on the internet somewhere. And I walked out There's to a the – fi- so, uh, Shoot, I'll have to find it. I'll see if I, I'll see if I can. I know I have Dude, my you mom. You've got to tweet it. it. you got to tweet okay. it. Okay. So I walk out to the finals. I put my suitcase down. I pop it open. My headgear's there. I rip <laughs> off my coat, of man. I put my headgear on, and I went and teched the guy 16 to nothing. I can't believe I haven't heard this story. Oh, man. What made you want to do that? Because I was just like, you know, it was it was like all these people were saying I'm not serious. And, dude, I love wrestling more than anyone. I was more serious than anybody by far. Right. I just actually enjoyed my time. I enjoyed wrestling. So, like, I'm kicking people's ass. I'm smiling. I'm laughing. I'm having a good time. And, uh. So I was thinking like at this tournament, I'm thinking like what can I do to really piss someone off? Like what can I do to make them mad? You know, And there, people are on this rant about me not being serious enough. On so it forefront. just like came to my head like if I showed up like I meant business, they're going to be so mad. You know, like <laughs> mocking them. And so I got this suitcase and I wrote, I mean business on it. And then I have my headgear in there. I walked out to the finals, popped my headgear out. <laughs> It was awesome.
0: Uh, that's great. Senior in high school. Yeah.
1: So, uh, yeah, but obviously, I got I got some heat for that. But if you're in the spotlight, you have to take some heat. That's oh yeah, that's
0: right. That's exactly right.
1: Okay. Um, so I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to find this picture. I know my mom has yeah, it somewhere.
0: I'm gonna Google Ben Askren means business. Oh, see I can't if find it comes it. up.
1: My, my mom 100 percent has it. I know that. Um, okay, so let's go talk about Missouri versus NC State. And so Missouri beat up on Oklahoma last week. Nice bounce back from Oxy, uh, Oklahoma State, and then NC State beat up on Nebraska. Well, it was remotely close, but they kind of beat them up. So, like we've, we've been previewing this for the last handful of weeks now, Tommy, uh, we're, we're NWC is going to send us a check. I really got a feeling on this. <laughs> <laughs> so, right now, it's, you know, allegedly, if Missouri beats NC State. I, I would have to guess they're gonna be the number one team, non Big Ten team, right? Right. And if NC State wins then they 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 retain their number one spot. And so then the winner of that would go to the dual championship series against Penn State. Right. Um to determine the dual national champion. Right. So this duel's this duel's got some heat on it. No doubt. No doubt. So um I think Missouri's gonna win. I predicted this with Christian Piles. Uh, but you know what, NC State and I, I, got to visit NC State a couple weeks back, and they really have, um, they have the feel that Missouri had in 2007, um, you know, when I was a senior, when we were trying to make our first big breakthrough, but we hadn't quite made it yet, um, just everyone's got the same mission, um, right. everyone's got a vision of it, the coach has everyone bought into the program, so they're a dangerous team, and so while I say is the favorite, um. You know, I'm not. So let's go match game. by match. All right, match by match. So you got Sean Fawz versus Barlow McGee. Uh, Decision should be Missouri should be favored, but Bar- uh, Barlow hasn't been great in dual meets. I think the one hour win is kind of hard for him. And Foz just had an upset the other day. Shoot, who did he upset? You got me looking for his damn briefcase. I should be doing my research right here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so okay, so I you know I would say I would say. Uh, Oh, he beat that Nebraska kid. Who's that? Nebraska is twenty-five. Is come on, hurry up, website. Oh hell, this interview doesn't say. Whoever he is, he's good.
0: <laughs> so you're taking Barlow, but it's not a. It's not a.
1: Yeah, um, thirty-three. I'm pretty comfortable about. Seen him actually lost last weekend, but pretty comfortable taking him there um Kevin Jack I think is definitely the favorite but Matt, Mac, uh Matt Manley's been wrestling really tough I mean he well, beat, manley's
0: got to win over Mick Jordan.
1: beat Mick Jordan, and he just beat uh Chris McCarty, who's another very highly ranked guy so but you
0: still got to give the nod to Kevin Jack. Jack
1: yep um uh, 49 I think you're giving the nod to Le- Levon Mays because oh, he's yeah. uh undefeated still 57 you're giving the nod to Tommy cant and uh you know he's been putting up a lot of bonus this year so you almost I'm not going to give him a bonus, but you're there. I th- so I think I think 84, I'm sorry, 65 and 84 are the real determining matches in it. Because 65 is number um, four, Roshkoff versus number five, Lewis.
0: That's going to be a great match. And they're
1: both kind of like, they're both very similar type wrestlers. They're really tough on top. They're scrambly. Scrappy dudes. Um, they got some good pinning combinations. So that's going to be a very interesting match. Uh um, and then 74, I think, should be favored toward Missouri. And then 84 is uh, Pete Renda versus is, versus Willie Nicholas, both fairly highly ranked guys. You don't think you'd lean towards Miklas, Um, but good match. And then uh, you got Jaden Cox, I think, will win at 97. And then Jaden. Got, oh, God. <laughs> you got Gwiz at heavyweight. Um, will yeah. those
0: be three point
1: trade offs, or what will
0: that no, be? for Quiz?
1: going to get. Well, Gwiz can't Pint. pin anybody, quiz roll somebody over for God's sakes because <laughs> they're trying to take the Hodge away from Gwiz because he can't pin anyone, but he's just not a pinner. I mean, it's I Rutherford
0: right now. I know he's not doesn't have a title already under his belt, but he's he's just smashing everybody.
1: Oh, yeah, he is, huh? Damn, yeah, okay. Well, you know what, Gwiz, get some more pins, big man. We want to give you a Hodge trophy, you deserve it for three. We'll a
0: give row. him a T Row and Funky trophy.
1: Can we do that? We need season-ending awards, Tommy. I think we should. We'll Oh, gonna my gosh. Up. We can make plaques and send them to the guys. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. Let's right. do it. All right. Cool. Um, all right. What else? Oh, you know what I was thinking, actually? I was thinking about this dual championship series because remember we talked about NWCA has changed it seven times in the last eight years. It sure has. So here's what I was thinking, Tommy, and I think I think I'm correct about this. But if Missouri were to lose to NC State, they would then be the third ranked non Big Ten team. Um, I, I believe it would go NC State, Oklahoma State, Missouri. I think that's. I mean, I, I don't. I couldn't really see it being um, not that way. Right. I, you know, I don't know how anyone would put anyone else non Big Ten above Missouri. I just. I don't. I. I couldn't see it. Um, but if that were to happen, then I think the third ranked Big Ten team I believe is Ohio State. Um, I don't yeah, know. I
0: think they're below they're they're beneath uh, Iowa and Penn State, I think, but
1: above yeah. Michigan and Nebraska, right?
0: I think in the in the records, yeah. So I mean, they lost to Michigan, but I think they're above them.
1: Yeah, so you would have Missouri would then be supposed to travel to Ohio State. Um,
0: you got to come out for that.
1: But what would be the motivation of Missouri to go there? Right, like that. This is the negative: the dual championship series. Like they've already wrestled. They got two weeks to the conference tournament. Like, why do they really want to go to Ohio State? You know what Good I'm saying? Point. Plus, like, they already wrestled Ohio State. And they already wrestled them. Like, what's the point? You know, and yeah. it's not like it's for a title. It's not like, that's when you have a 16-team tournament. Well, theoretically, anyone can win, right?
0: But well, when, it just goes back to the legitimacy of the event. I mean, if it uh, carried credence in the culture of wrestling or within the NCAA, then they would go for those reasons.
1: But then it would technically be like a fifth-place match is technically what it would be. Uh, but is anyone really getting excited about the fifth place match? Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, so like, what, what? you think? Missouri even shows up if they lose? I mean, I'm thinking about it in my head. Like, if I'm the Division One coach, like, well, obviously, I, I got to pay for this trip too, right? I, mean, that's I probably, think so. Probably yeah. A five. To eight, I
0: bet he goes. I bet Brian Smith goes.
1: It's probably a five to eight thousand dollar trip. Easy. No, it's more than that. Probably ten, ten to twelve thousand dollar trip. Um. And obviously, you know, there were some tight matches in that first duel where, you know, Sinning gets the win over Julius and Manly beats um McJordan. Well, now if you give those results back the other way, uh, you know, that's going to kind of suck, right? Right, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, so I was just thinking about that. Like, wow, would they, would they really want to go? I would
0: be surprised if they don't go.
1: But that's, a, I mean, you don't have a lot of motivation <laughs> to show up at that point, right?
0: No, you don't, but you agreed to be a part of the process. Did so. they all
1: agree? Because, like, someone told me if John Smith, like, if Oklahoma State uh, is number one, they might not go. I huh. read that somewhere. So, I don't know. Because I, I obviously, NW, NWCA doesn't have any force to make them go. Right? I mean, right. I don't believe they do. Right. So, are they actually going to, sh- you know, are they going to show up? I don't know. Maybe they will. Hopefully, they're fighting for the national title. Yeah, absolutely. But then what? the second, okay, wait. So, if North Carolina State beats Missouri, then the number twos. Would be Oklahoma State and Iowa, and they've already wrestled at Iowa. So is Oklahoma State going to want to go back to Iowa again?
0: Could be interesting. If, if it could blow up in their face, this whole I mean, this whole deal.
1: Like they've already went, they've already went to Iowa once. Are they really going to go back? I mean, that's
0: yeah. No, it could be interesting. I mean, if if this thing blows up in their face and they've got two or three of the biggest programs in the country backing out, I mean, it's not a good thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, because that's gonna look ugly, you know, if an Oklahoma State or Missouri or someone. Back, I mean, obviously the guys going for the title, Penn State and either I would say either North Carolina State or Missouri. Who's ever going for right. the title is gonna say, yeah, let's do it. But uh, the team after that is gonna, ooh, I don't know, I don't know. I'd be like, uh, I need the weekend off. Screw this. <laughs> the guy's got to weigh in again. I mean, come on. So, all right, last you know we're gonna make this a quick night. We're we're almost done. All right, baby. So we stole this. We did steal this. Willie and CP were doing some pick I was like, that is fun. And we well, I want to keep a running total, Tommy, over the rest of the season. Who wins more? Okay. And uh and we need a you know, we need like a loser punishment.
0: I'll keep a file right now. I'm I'm typing it. The punishment is a loser has to wrestle in the Midlands next year.
1: Oh, well, well that's like a reward. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it wouldn't be for me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Tommy, I can't let my I got it. I got an idea about Midlands, but I can't let my secret out yet. So yeah, hey, I kid. got
0: it. Here's a, if I lose, I got to go back in and wrestle Snyder.
1: Did I tell you my secret about the Midlands? I haven't. I'll tell you some other time.
0: Let's do it. Let's let's uh, yeah. Let's I want to hear that off the air first okay. before we let the cat out of the bag.
1: Okay, cool. We'll All right, ahead. I got
0: the pick'em notes. What do we what do we got here?
1: I got four matches for this week that I think uh, you know you got to have very. Well, match. You know, if you're picking like a two versus a fourteen, right? Not, it's not that fun. So I think I got. I think I got four matches, um, which are very competitive, and which you can see either guy winning. Okay. So first match. Well, I know. You know, I'm gonna flip the order. because I'm gonna, this one's the best. So I'm gonna save it for last. First match: uh, Nate Brown from Lehigh versus Matt McCutcheon from Penn State. So I'm let me, gonna let me go with. All right, you don't want me to or, pick yet? I'm going to give you the rankings first, just so you know. I don't want you to make any premature decisions. Okay. So, right now, at 184, you have Nate Brown is three and McCutcheon is six. So, who are you going with? I got Brown. Damn it. I got Brown, too. <laughs>
0: uh, fine. Well, it, it's just about who keeps, you know what I mean? It's well, just about. Yeah, I, I, I want
1: to beat you. If we pick the same people, then I can't beat you.
0: <laughs> All right. Next time you pick first. Now, who do we got? Okay. So, I pick
1: first this one. Uh, you got Jason Surtzis of um, North uh, sure. Northwestern and Jake Souflon of Nebraska. So you got Surtzis is now at six and Soufflon is now at four. Surtzis obviously lost to Jake Short last weekend. So you you being that Jake Soufflon is from my high school, I'm picking Jake Soufflon.
0: i got T-shirts and a stall ride out.
1: Oh, okay. All right. Certus um, has been very, very up and down uh, this year.
0: Oh, yeah, he's had a Jeez. tough one.
1: Tough year. Um, okay, third match would be one that we already talked about. Daniel Lewis of Missouri versus Max Roshkoff of NC State. Roshkoff is ranked four, and Daniel Lewis is ranked five.
0: I'll be honest, I don't know much about Roshkoff, and here's why I'm going to pick Lewis, though, because he's given the best, the toughest match of the year that Ben Jordan's had. I'm sorry. That Bo Jordan's had and the toughest match of the year that uh, Derringer's had is with Lewis. So I'm going with Lewis.
1: All right. Um, You're going with Lewis. I'm going to go with Lewis too. It's a Missouri guy, and I, honestly, this one for me, um, and I like to be able to be very analytical. Um, this match is as close to a coin flip, and I've worked out with both these guys. Um, it's a coin flip, man. It really is. I mean, it's a, gotcha. It's a fifty-fifty match. I I could. Honestly, so we only
0: have one match where we have so a different-
1: far. Yeah, this last one I, uh, I'm i curious to well I think I know who you're to pick on the last one um, and the last match of the night would be Isaac Jordan versus Bo Jordan
0: that's oh my gosh that's Friday night
1: yeah in Columbus
0: I got Jordan
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I am going to take Bo I know okay. he lost to Isaac in the Big Ten finals but um, I think Bo's the better wrestler I think I think I'm going with Bo
1: all right, and I'm going to pick Isaac, and here's my reasoning. Bo was scared to go underneath him at Big Tens last year. Mm-hmm. If you remember that, he got the choice in the third period from an injury break, and he didn't go down. He needed to go down, and he, he had more than enough time to get an escape. And uh, so, so that fear of him being on – so I don't know what it is. I was at his cousin, so they know each other really well, right?
0: Well, he was yeah there. Uh, he, he was pretty dinged up in the in the Big Tens. but but, but anyways.
1: So he was scared. You know, he was scared to go underneath him. So there is some, you know, you know, some people. Even if even if one person is better, if they've been wrestling long enough and they have something in their head, it's just stuck there.
0: Got it. So so, so Brown versus McCutcheon, we both have Brown. Searches versus Soufflon, you have Soufflon, I have yeah. Searches. Lewis versus Roskopf, we both got Lewis, and then Jordan versus Jordan, you have Isaac, I have Bo.
1: Yeah, yeah. I like
0: this. This will be fun. Okay. What? What? You got to come up with the what? What the loser has to do by the next episode.
1: Uh, some, okay. Tweet us at T Funky Show. What should the loser of the yearly pickups have to do? Uh, it could be a video. It could be something. You know. I don't know. Get creative. Tell us. T- give us some good. And the best one, uh, we'll pick the best punishment. There you go. Wrestle Kyle Dake No, I'd love to. <laughs> <laughs> Try to. Maybe you have uh, to fly to Columbus and work out with Snyder with
0: me in a group of three.
1: Snyder ain't beating me. He's, he's not 20 yet. <laughs> he just turned <laughs> 20. He just oh, turned damn 20 it. last week. Now no, he's going to no, beat me. Um, all right, Tommy, you got anything else for these guys?
0: No, man. Um, I did. I have exchanged some text messages with Burroughs. So I think I think it's time maybe we get him on. Um, you know what?
1: I, I got a bone to pick Turkey. with him. He is kind of a folk style hater.
0: Yeah, so am I though. So we'll both uh, hate I'm not, you know what? I'm a, I'm not a folk style hater, but it's not because of the wrestling. It's because of the the, the structure of the season and things like that. It's it's more of a storyline than freestyle. But yeah, let's do that. Let's let's we, we should come. You and I should probably sit down and have a good plan for when we have barrels sure. on the show. Yeah.
1: Um, so. Hey, not I don't. You said something there, and I just want to. Are you uh? Are you one of those guys that says the NCAA season is too long?
0: No, I'm not.
1: Okay, good because I freaking love it.
0: No, yeah, I'm not. I mean, if, if it got shortened, I wouldn't, you know, cry about it. But yeah, and I'm, I don't think that's the problem.
1: All right, Tommy, have a great night. I want to thank our sponsors one more time. It was it's All Force Nutrition. Remember, you can use the coupon code twenty five percent off. Just use the coupon code Funky on any of their products. And then obviously, uh, our title sponsor from the from the get go, Defense Soap, defend what you have built. Peace. Thanks a lot, Ben. See ya.